place. Hello and welcome. Oh, George, nice George. to meet you. Hey, we're trying to start the show. What? What the show is it? I don't know. No. Oh, it's okay. Sunday. We're at the International. It's July 21st of 2019. Right. And um, it's uh, the 21st episode of The Rock I Show. I believe it is, yeah. And we are talking about those slap dick motherfuckers, the dead Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, the show today is going to be about them. They had an eight-year run <laughs> with four... Albums and one LP, and let's talk a little. Um, let's talk a little shit, and maybe shit on them. <laughs> I know where this is going already. Right. So, Rock well, Mike. Let's um, say I'm Rock Mike, and uh, let's say hi to George Figueroa here. George, thank you for coming. Just call me Gorge. Okay, Gorge. Gorge. Going by Gorge. Okay. I'm trying okay. to be like Godzilla. He's a he's a you Dan look, Kennedy's expert. You, he looks more like Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> My mailman thought I was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> he should have kicked him in the balls and given him a stunner. <laughs> I, just, I just want my mail. I don't know. A lot of bald motherfuckers in the ball today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, so, now, Dead Kennedys, for all who don't know, they, they were a punk band in the started in the late 70s. Uh, a real punk band. Real punk band. Not, not, not good not, Charlie. Not, not Blink-182, not, not, yeah, not yeah, any that stuff. No. Real, real punk band. Well, people think they are. So <laughs> you can't be politically correct no. and be a punk rocker. No, right. it doesn't exactly, work. Exactly, exactly. You're out to piss people off. You're not pissing people off. You're not doing it exactly, right. exactly. Now their music was known to be very political. Lip talk, but but they but not politically correct. No, because they attacked everybody. <laughs> yeah, yep. That's what I always loved about them is they shit on the left, they shit on the right. Yeah. They, they, you they couldn't, shit on you the could, middle. You could, yep, you couldn't pinpoint them exactly where they were. June 1978, you got a guitar player named Raymond Pepperell, also known as East Bay Ray. Mm-hmm. Very underrated guitar player, by Phenomenal the way. Guitar All right, player. he puts an ad out in the paper to start a band, and it was after he seen some like punk ska show and he wanted to start a band. He played guitar. He said, "All right, now this was in San Francisco." Um, well, you can shit on the street now. Yes, you can shit on the street now. Not then, but <laughs> now you can. Okay. Uh, Man named Eric Reed Boucher, who would change his name to Jello Biafra, answered the ad. Uh, a guy named Klaus, I'm sorry, Jeffrey Lyall, who changed his name to Klaus Fluoride. Great name. Okay. A guy named Carlos Cadana, who played guitar as well. He would be the rhythm guitar player. Um, he went by the name 6025. He had a number. And Ted... <laughs> I am not a number. Who? I am a free man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> guy <great>. named <laughs> guy named Bruce Schlesinger would play drums. He would change his name simply to Ted. Okay, they were the Ted original. Bundy. They were the original lineup. And he did their first live gig in San Francisco at the Mabuhay Gardens. Yeah, Mabuhay okay. Garden. Uh, with a name like the Dead Kennedys. Right off the bat, you're gonna have a problem, right? I mean, it equal. I love the name. I think it's the best band name probably ever. Yeah. Because it's really in the pit- bleeding hemorrhoids. Well, yes. You were, you were in the bleeding hemorrhoids. You were the singer of the bleeding hemorrhoids. That might be better than the Dead Kennedys. That's true. But the Dead Kennedys pissed everybody off just with the name alone. I did too. Yeah. Not as well. Well, you pissed off people with hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> and there's quite a few. So I don't know. Let's not talk about hemorrhoids. I was but, a pain in the ass. Yes, you were. You still are, yeah. literally. You want another one or a vodka soda? No. All right. So they did their first live gigs in San Francisco, and they, they, they couldn't even get gigs under their own name sometimes. So they would have to be the DKs. Oh, uh, really? They would be the oh, Pink yeah. Twinkies. 
that's, they I would think be that's a better name. The Sharks. Like, they had, like, different monikers they were using. Because yeah, people couldn't... Because could, the name was like, are you fucking kidding me? You calling yourself... Okay. So... This this is hilarious too. Well, there were a November, lot of dead Kennedys. I mean, well, there's a, quite a few. One hit, <laughs> one, one hit a tree. Maybe not. When enough. he was skiing. Yeah. How do you do that? I I don't know. Because he so, was breaking the law. Well, Sonny. Because if me and you were skiing, playing football, they'd lock us up. But if you're a Kennedy, Kennedy you do it. that's well, why he hit the tree. Exactly. Now he's a real dead. Tree Kennedy. one. Now he joined the dead. Tree Kennedy huggers. Tree one. Kennedy zero. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't fucking the tree also take out fucking um Sonny Bono? Sonny Bono. Bono. Oh yeah, it was right around the same time too. They both hit trees. I heard that was a that's triffid. a conspiracy. <laughs> Remember the triffids? Those are the trees that would walk. And oh, I think yeah. it walked. No, 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 no. The, ta- the Tabanga tree from from Hella Kane. You ever see that movie? That B movie from the fifties with the tree. That's great. Well, triffids were in that that magazine, creepy. Yeah, I know, we're getting off the subject. Okay. I'm sorry. All right, we got to do a like show that. about creepy. Yes. 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 November 22nd, 1978, the 15th anniversary of John F. Kennedy getting shot. The Kennedys planned a uh, show in San Francisco, and right away, the San Francisco Chronicle, Love one it. of the major papers, went off on them, said they're just like tasteless motherfuckers, and, you know, don't go to the show, and, you know, just when you thought punk rock couldn't get more ugly, now you got this, okay? And uh, people actually protested that show said, you know, there's a band called the Dead Kennedys playing on the anniversary, you know, let's protest this show. What about Lee Harvey Oswald? Everyone forgets about him and Rick and, and Ruby. Yeah. Well, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> we, should we celebrate their 15th Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, let's, you know, they're all part of the story. So, March 1979, uh, the rhythm guitarist who went by the number, name, not a number, of 6025 leaves the band. They also, that same month, started the Alternative Tentacles label. Now, they would be one of the first, like, DIY kind of labels out there. Uh, Biafra was not interested in, in signing up to a major label. He viewed it as a sellout kind of thing. Um, and they, you know, they, they ran this label. It still exists, Alternative Tentacles. still around today. Um, June of 79, they released their first single on Alternative Tentacles, California Uberales be one of their best songs ever uh they soar into the future they, they well yeah i mean the song if you Fascist listen state. if you listen to it uh mm-hmm. they're shitting all over governor jerry brown okay and you know sure. he has a smiling face and never frowns soon he will be president okay and he ran for president a couple of times uh i still think uh that song has one of the best lines in any punk rock song i've ever heard where it says the suede denim secret police are going to come for your uncle niece. Okay, now so they, they were doing something that nobody else was doing. Well, where all the punk bands were shitting on Reagan, and, you know, there was a reason to do that sometimes, uh, but they were shitting on Jerry Brown as well. Yes. So that yes. pissed a lot of people off. Um, early in 80, they would release the single Holiday in Cambodia, which uh, was another controversial song, one of their best songs. And they recorded in June of that year um, their first LP, Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. Now, that would come out in September of 80, and uh, it would be released on Alternative Tentacles many times over the years, re-released with added tracks and everything, but it would also be released in the UK on Cherry Red Records that same year. And the UK fans, just you know, punk rock fans, embraced this band. 
they did very well over there. Really? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know mm. that they actually got into the uh, the top forty. They hit number thirty three in the UK album charts. Fresh fruit for rotting, rotting vegetables. A lot of people don't know that. Didn't didn't mm. make a blip here, but it actually in in Europe it did well in the UK. Um, you had tracks. I mean, amazing. If you're a Dead Kennedys fan, this is the album. You know, Kill the Poor, Let's Lynch the Landlord, Chemical <laughs> Warfare, Stealing People's Mail, California Uber Rallies. Uh, Holiday in Cambodia was also on the album as well. Um, now, something happened in that year that was classic. March 25th, 1980, they played the Bay Area Music Awards. Now, this was, this was a big show that was done every year in the San Francisco area. And the organizers decided that they needed a little, uh, you know, kind of new wave, new wave of shit, you know, credit street credit I mean they brought the Dead Kennedys on they said sure we'll do it and they were asked to perform uh, California Uber Rallies I just wonder I mean if they even knew what that song was about to ask I think them. it was kind of obvious I, I just think no but the organizers either didn't know, know what the song was about or just thought it was some kind of novelty hit but they were really you know protesting the whole state and, and the government okay what was going, what was going they on they should they still should. They still do. Okay. But uh, they bring them on and they show up. They're wearing white button-down shirts and they're performing California Uber rallies. They got, a do- uh, they got S's on their shirts in black paint. Okay. And in the middle of the song, Jello Biafra stops the, stops the band in the middle of the song and says, oh, you know, we, uh, we're going to prove that, you know, we're, we're adults and we're not a punk band. We're now a new wave band. And they, behind them, they had black ties on and they swung them around to the front and it went in front of the S. It looked like dollar signs. Okay. So, and then he went, they went into this song called Pull My Strings, which is all about the music industry being hypocrites and, you know, corporate greed and, you know, shit, and just man. shit all over them. And the organizers were like, you know, mouths were open. Like, what the hell did we just do? You know? Um, that's classic. I mean, that's, you know, you can't beat that. That's good shit. Yeah. Um, January of 1981, Ted, the drummer, announces he's going to leave the band and he wants to become an architect. So that's what he did. Like George Vandalay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, February, now, now he stuck around and, uh, you know, Ted stuck around until they found somebody else. It was about a month or so before they found uh, a guy named Darren Henley. Um, he was also known as D.H. Peligro, and he was a drummer. And he was an African-American drummer. He was very good. And he'd be with them, you know, through the original lineup to the end. Um, East Bay Ray, at that time, was trying to convince the band to sign up to Polydor Records. And Biafra said no. He said, you know, we're not signing everything over to a major label. We don't want any part of the, corp- you know, the corporate world in that way. They were still putting everything out on on alternative tentacles and he threatened to leave the band now this would become a sign of a lot of things to come there was always later on there was a lot of infighting in this band we'll talk about a little bit after um you know what they got in common with last week's band that we talked about um buscox the yeah there's another one that a guy put an ad 
in the paper yeah. called oh, every cycle. Yeah, and they got some bad man. It yeah. wasn't like these guys. Could, I, I never heard of people just putting an ad. I need that used to happen a lot. That's wild. That used to happen a lot. Uh, that's how Kiss started. That's how they got. Yeah, Peter that's Chris. how Kiss started. Right. That's, that's Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons put an ad out in the paper. Uh, no, I think I think it was Gene actually put an ad and, and, and got Paul. And then they put another ad out and got the rest. No, I thought, didn't Peter Chris put on and say, drummer will do anything? They answered his yeah, ad. Yeah, they, they answered, answered his, his ad. ad. That's but, correct. Uh, yeah. That's what happened. That used to happen a lot. Okay? You know, and, and Jerry and, Nolan sort him how to Jer- play drums. That's right. Jerry Nolan did. We're getting off, top, getting off topic again. Well, but music's it's good, it's good stuff. It's, it's all music. Good, I mean, that's the way it was in those days. It was all do-it-yourself. You know, there was no internet, there was no Google, there's no way. Yeah. Now you could just search up, uh, you know, oh, yeah, still looking for drama, you know, yeah. it'll show up. You broke new ground. Exactly. But it's amazing, again, you put an ad in the paper, I'm looking for a band and people answer, and yeah. some of these bands turned out to be some of the best bands in the world. <clears throat> and some of them were shit shows. <laughs> yes, they were. A lot of bands started that way. So they in, in inside fighting with the band, a lot of shit's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be the beginning. J- Jello is a... I mean, I've never met him personally, but he's a, from what I understand, very tough guy to work with. You know, he's very like my way or the highway kind of thing. And but he's all over the place. You know, well, I think he's like he's a, he, he calls himself an artist, which he yeah, he, is. he is. And I think he just has like his vision, and everyone because I actually saw an interview with him when he was talking about the rest of the band, and they were such good musicians. That he was like, well, I, I don't know if I can play with these guys. Yeah. Are they going to go along with what I would with my vision? And right. I think that's what the problem was because they are part of the Dead Kennedys too. It's the whole band. That's actually what. I mean, yeah, he had. If if the you listen, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you listen to the Dead Kennedys even today, um, the albums were top notch productions. The music, right. the musicianship was great. They, you know, they they're credited as starting one of the bands, starting hardcore, mm-hmm. and I give them that. But to me, they were they were they were like levels above everybody else. You know, there was hardcore bands. You know, some of them were a dime a dozen. Some of them were good. Okay, but then you know, Dead Kennedys were above them. Same with like you know, the Bad Brains and and other bands like Minor that. Minor Threat. Minor Threat. Uh, you know, but some, you know, if you think about how many hardcore bands came along, a lot of them were shit, you know. And, and well, I think that the bands didn't have a lot of money and they, since yeah, they would do putting stuff all, out, they didn't master the right. recordings, which when it you was go all to DIY buy it, stuff. You know, where the Dead Kennedy stuff always sounded right out of the box, sounded good. Yeah. It sounded like it was a professional, they put more money well, in Well, again, and, and we talked about this a little bit earlier coming here, is, you know, East Bay Ray was a very good guitar player. Yes. Yeah. And I think that he doesn't get a lot of credit. He's not mentioned in those circles. I mean, he's not Jimi Hendrix. I know. Okay, but 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 for the style of music he was doing and what he brought to the band and, and everything, I think he's he's a very. Good he was like the Johnny well, Moore. Will you put him like as one of the top one hundred guitarists of all time? Can he qualify for that? I would say I, so. I, yeah. I mean, one hundred. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, the I don't see one, why not. I mean, best. you know, it, it, it it's the, the the argument that people make with punk rock against that kind of thing is that you know oh it's three chords it's not that hard you know that shit. that's all bullshit okay right. if you ever if you ever watched someone like johnny ramone who yes. you know played really fast invented oh, yeah. that whole style all down strokes no upstrokes cheating with upstrokes you, you you know you had to have the strongest wrists in the fucking world to do that you know and that's very difficult i mean there's a lot of people that are good guitar players that can't play that style east bay ray 
was that style of a guitarist, but he also brought other things. You listen to some of the songs, they're almost like surf music. Yeah. You know, it, it really was a, a very original sound, you know. Um, May of 1981, they would come out with uh, one of their best singles ever, Too Drunk to Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Too Drunk to Fuck. Okay? Too Drunk to Fuck. And we've, you know... I think we've all kind of been there a few times, right? That was me, yeah. that, that was me last night. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was his, he was like uh, making fun of jocks. That was a big was thing it. with Jello Biafra. Yeah, and I, I always related to him in that aspect because I fucking hated jocks growing up. Okay? <laughs> I used to fight jocks. I fought the fucking football team. I mean, it was like, because if you were a punk rock kid at that time, it isn't like today where everybody's like, oh, I don't want to bully you, fucking pussies and shit. You know, in those days, if you had fucking green hair, you got your ass kicked. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, you, and, and yes. you knew it going into that, so that's what made it punk rock. Right now, right, it's, now it's, it's now it's like oh, oh we you see have a kid to, with a mohawk. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. where'd you get your clothes? Oh, I went to uh, what's that place in the malls? Yeah, that they sell all the punk rock stuff. Oh, uh, 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 I forget. Yeah, I know what you talk about. I forget the name of the place. Damn. Yeah. It's a, you know, la- you know, whatever. Doesn't fucking matter. But it's, you know, you could buy all that stuff off the... Off hot the, Topic. Hot, to- hot, hot Topic. Hot Topic. Hot topic. It sounds like a porn store. Hot Topic. Yeah, it does, right. It's a Hot Topic. Yeah. Debbie does, does Dallas. She took on the football team, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Too Drunk to Fuck would be released in May 1981, and it would actually crack the top 40 in England. All right? And this was a... You know, again, didn't make a blip here, but in, in, in England it was, it was popular. And the, the British were going nuts because it's the first, I mean, it, it's got the, the word fuck but. in the title. How, and, and if anything was in the top 40, the top of the pop show had to say it's in the top 40. So what do you do? It's the first time, I think probably but only Don't they time. use shag? Yeah. That's their version. That's the Austin Powers version of it. They shagged me when they did it in England. They had to yeah. call too it something drunk, else. Too drunk to shag. shag. Too drunk to shag. That's the Austin Powers version. Shag now is Shagadel. Shagadel. Why, like the same thing, Blondie, why is it that some of these bands don't do it here and then they go to the UK and they're like fucking become like rock stars? I, don't, I never, why is that it's formula? A different, it's a different mentality when it comes to new music. In America, in America, people just like to listen to the same old shit over and over and over and over. Uh, I love classic rock. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, no, that's okay. No, no, that's, that's fine. If something good, it's good. Yeah. But, but especially in those days, people were more resistant to anything new. Yeah. They looked at it like, oh, you're trying to fuck on my shit, you know, and, 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 you know, that's why so many bands really didn't go anywhere in the States. But in England, where you had a smaller population also. I mean, yeah. you know, making it in England is like making it in, 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 you know, one section of the United States. Yeah. You know, it's because it's such a small population. Well, that's the issue I have with Jello Biafra, because he says, like, the dead Kennedys are ones that burned down Hotel California, and he always mm-hmm. likes to make fun of the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. he's not a musician. No. I wonder how, like, the rest of the other, like, okay, you, I say you particularly don't he like that He doesn't play music. guitar or nothing. You would, as a musician, you would respect it. Say, well, you know, what do you know? Whether you like it or not, these songs come on. You know every freaking word. Yeah. They're not yeah. bad songs. Like, I love the Eagles. I actually saw the Eagles, and it was like listening to the record. But, you know, I don't necessarily, and it's a matter of taste, you know, it's a, Everyone has their own opinion. I'm not going to put down a form of music just because I just don't particularly like it. 
you got to look at the time back then too. It was a little I bit agree different. With that. A little bit different mentality. Because you know it was what? arena rock. Right now and it you got could really look, big. The, the music that's coming out it is shit. Oh yeah. Well, it, it is, is shit, shit now. Well, because it's not written. That's the thing. Everything's like you know they and, sample and it doesn't. This, it doesn't do take. It doesn't take any talent at all. I'm not saying you got to be super talented to make music, but at least do something from the heart. I'm sorry if you get up and you're gonna sing a song and you're gonna have your producer auto tune the fucking thing. What right. what heart are you putting into that? It's like that, that 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 guy, the Spanish guy. What the hell's his name? I can't even think of his name right now. But he got a bunch of song, and all he goes, yeah, no, oh, Pitbull yeah, or something Pitbull, like that. Yeah. yeah. How the fuck is this guy a Grammy Award winning and he fucking off, artist? He ripped off a fucking Toots and the Matrix song. The future is stupid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the yeah. guy go to album, he said one or two. It's somebody else's beat. Yeah. Oh, hey. It's like you fucking suck. Yeah. Come on. You with suck. Something original already. And he's a Grammy Award winning artist, and everybody's glad to see this bullheaded fucking tool. You what, Pitbull? If fuck I were catching the street, I would fuck you up. Yeah. You might hit us, too. <laughs> I might hit him. I might hit him with J-Lo's ass. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that'd, that'd be the end of him. I want to see that. That would, be, that, that would be the end of Pitbull. Oh, my God. Did, did she get affected by the blackout? She had a concert, and like halfway through it, when they had the blackout. Oh, yeah? Where was she uh, playing? She was playing a garden. Wow. Oh. Yeah. I heard about it only because I was in a dentist office, and the girls were talking about it. And she did like 15 minutes into her set. And then it went dark. And yeah, kind of freaked out a little. So bit. people I'm were sure in. They the, got emergency generators. People were building. in the garden when that well, happened. Wow. Yeah. People oh, were in the garden. Yeah. Damn. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Nineteen. Enough of J Lo's ass. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole show on J Lo's ass. Yes. That's, uh, right. that's, like, that's like the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's as big as the Death I Star. I like that. The Death Star. <laughs> Nin- 1981. They released an EP called "In God We Trust Incorporated," and that became really like a like a hardcore model. You know that kind of album. Um, you had songs like Mortal Majority, uh, Nazi Punks Fuck Off. That was a great fucking song. Okay. It came with an armband. It did. The 45. Yes. What was, the, what was the picture of the DK logo? What was the, the, the armband? Yeah, it had the, the DK logo. I had the, no, it actually had a swastika with the line with through the line it. Through it said it. Dead Kennedys, yeah. Nazi Punks Fuck Off. Right, right. It was actually wow. a swastika. Wow. That's right. That's very rare if you could find that. I had it. Did you have it? Yeah, I bought it when it came out. Oh, I bought it at Bleaker Bob's. Oh, my That's God. That's how old I am. Man, no, I <laughs> Dude, was... take a picture of that. I'd like to see it. Sure. Yeah. I still got it. I got yeah. all my old shit. 1982, they would release their second LP called Plastic Surgery Disasters. Um, one of the classic album covers of punk rock. It's a, and a great title. And a great title. And a great title. Uh, album covers shows a, 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 a withered, skinny African child's hand. In a white guy's hand, yeah. okay, and I remember seeing that. What a you know, I, was, I remember, I remember seeing that in the record store, going like, "What the fuck?" Okay, but you know, I mean, it was raising awareness to what was going on in Africa at the time. That's what he was trying to do. There was a you know famine in the, in the continent at that time. Um, basically, the band in the, on that album they attacked everybody like like a political force. Okay, they, now they, they had this big underground following. Yeah. Not just in England, it was across Europe and, and in America, too. It was starting to make headway. Uh, underground music fans were listening to the Dead Yeah, because they shit at them. Both they sides. They shit, shit on liberals. They shit on yeah. conservatives. Yep. They shit on yep. people that were independent. Green Party, Blue Party. 
If you were somebody sh- in politics, they took a shit on exactly. you. Exactly. They shit on shit. They yeah. shit on shit. It's <laughs> like the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe the fucking the shit? Like, even Johnny Ronan was fucking bitching about him. He can't yeah. even go to... Um, He's down in Southern California. It's the same he thing. He can't even fucking go yeah. to his beach without people. Today. He got so many homeless people out there. Uh, so fucked up. One, one of the guys uh, in Bar None the other day, yeah. uh, what was that kid's name we were to- I was talking to? He was sitting next to me. He's a fan of the show. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. But mm. if you're listening, I'm sure you are. I was talking to you the other day in Bar None. Oh, Darren. Darren, that's right, Darren. Hello if you're out there, Darren. I know you listen. Um, we Boogie were talking, Lives. We were talking the Right, Boogie Lives. Shout out to Boogie. Um, we were talking the other day about uh, L.A. And he was telling me how the, the, the 10 cities down there, it's like the size of the East Village. Now think about that. What's going on down there, okay? And... Back then, in the in the early '80s, it wasn't that bad in California. They didn't have those kinds of problems. So, if the dead Kennedys came along today, they'd have something to really talk about, you know. Actually, that's a band that should reform. But I well, guess dealing too, with Jello, and no, the they, they've been to he, court he actually with each calls other. the rest of the band no. Republicans because they sued him. Yeah, they, right. To, uh, they, they've to, been there's, to there's been too many fucking invites. But guys, don't they still and they still playing in the form of the dead Kennedy now? But not with Jello. Yeah. No, with Jello. No, East Bay Ray and stuff, but but not not with Jello. Right. I have like absolutely no interest in seeing that at all. I don't know. Did well, you if you saw it? the, I did see them at Irving Plaza, and it was it was kind of like a cover act. I, yeah, see, but I mean, it's great. I mean, I enjoyed it because I like watching East Bay Ray play. Yeah, but, like the band and hearing those songs again are great because I actually saw the Dead. But how does the vo- how does the vocalist sound? The guy, the guy that's with them now, because Jello has that unique voice. It's such a snotty, obnoxious yeah. voice. <laughs> well, they had the guy singing who was in the courtship of Eddie's father. Yes, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember his Pete name. Something. Or- <laughs> Courtship of Eddie's father. Yeah. Courtship yeah. of Eddie's father, and yeah. they had the Hulk. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was the. Uh, the Michael London. A Brian. Brian. Is it Brian Cruz? Brandon. I think Raymond Cruz. Raymond, there you Raymond go. Cruz. Raymond Cruz. Raymond Cruz. Cruz. Okay. You're right. You're right. Thank you. See, ah. it's good to have fans in the audience to help us. We're a little loved up already. I'm bad with oh, yeah. names. I'm sorry. I got it right here. Brandon Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robin. I, Fuck you. I had, I had yellow, <laughs> and then I had Brandon Cruz right next to But he is a real punk rocker. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was on one of the, I think it was um, yeah. one of those daytime shows, and he was on there. So, and he's like, oh, it's a guy from Portugal. He's father. Now he's a punk rocker. And he was early in the L.A. scene. Definitely. Now, in, in uh, 83 and 84, they toured all over the place World War I. Okay, they went everywhere. They were, they were really starting to push that sound that they had. A lot of people were coming out to see them. Um, where are we up to here? Now, plastic surgery disasters. I mean, just to get back to that for a second, they made it to number two in the UK indie charts. Wow. Okay, think about that. That's where they made all their money. Yeah. Okay. They didn't make it here. Okay. Tracks on there. Uh, yeah, that song "Government Flu." That's a great song. Uh, Buzz Bomb, uh, Halloween. Not the Misfits song. It's the Halloween their version. Uh, Riot. Uh, a song called Moon Over Mar- Marin. Uh, great tracks. You know what's funny? Yeah, you, you, you start looking at their research. They, they, 
you listen to this song and you're like, fuck, I forgot that was the Dead Kennedys. Yes, yeah. yeah. And they had so many good songs. They and did. then you look at it, I'm like, I thought it was somebody else. And then it's like, it's the motherfucking Dead Kennedys. Yeah. Like this shit. Yeah. They wanted to use one of those songs in a Levi's commercial. Oh, it was, yeah? I think it was uh, California Uber Rallies, I think. Yeah. Or really? Or, uh, yeah. Was wow. it that or was yeah. it Holiday in Cambodia? No, Halloween. No, no. no it was Holiday in Cambodia. I think it was the, just the music. <laughs> okay, it yeah. Was, I don't words. think they put the lyrics. The no. lyrics. Yeah, yeah, because no. No, no. <laughs> aren't like Levi's made in Cambodia now? Like, <laughs> probably, maybe. probably made by, a, made by yeah. one of those Cambodian children. They got the Pol Pot stamp on it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Pol Pot, Pol Pot. Pol. After 50 Jean, one of them come with a child's finger. It's oh. a great fucking advertisement. <laughs> gonna do i mean these things happen you gotta sell them it's an industrial accident (laughs) jeez so they would take a short break around this time 83 84 to concentrate on the uh, alternative tentacles uh, uh, label uh, they were signing other bands to it. it the was, Farts, I think. The, far, right. the Farts, yes. The Farts were one of the and bands. the A on. was the anarchy symbol. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was classic. <laughs> October of 1985, okay, they would come out with, which is one of the greatest albums ever, one of the greatest album covers ever, and it would cause a giant controversy, an album called Frankenchrist. Okay, now the title, the title alone, you know where you're going with this. I got, all right? I kind of say people are gonna freak out when they hear this shit. Right, yeah. with some of these names that they had. They, they actually, you know, their sound was starting to develop and mature at this time. They were actually there's some songs on these this album with like horns on it and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, one of my horror took a shit. Well, yes. Okay, we're gonna talk about it. That. Wasn't like born to be alive. <laughs> 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 Let's be honest, what kind of name is Tipper? Uh, I mean, I is know. that like if you're drunk, you tip a lot? Or uh, uh, I, I don't get I think it. you're tipsy. You're tipsy. Tipsy, right? Yeah. Tipsy? Was she drunk all the time? I, I, I don't know. We're going to talk about that bitch in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me started no, on no, global and, warming. Oh, oh, it's gonna, That's another bunch it's, of bullshit. It's going to start. Okay? Oh, my God. Frankenchrist, you had songs like MTV, Get Off the Air, Soup is Good Food, Jocko Rama, again, another song of him blasting from jocks, okay? Uh, Chicken Farm, Stars and Stripes of Corruption. Now, the controversy wasn't just the, the, the album cover. It was the poster that was inside, okay? Done by a famous artist. Done by a famous artist. You've, you're all familiar with his work, H.R. Geiger. And he did the Emerson, Lake, and Palmer album cover, Brain Salad Surgery. That's right. And he also designed Alien. Yes. The Creature. And, yeah. And if you movie. go to Duff's Bar in Brooklyn, you can see all that stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, shout out to Duff's. Duff's Bar. Okay. You know, we got to do a little road trip to Duff's Bar. Yeah, why not? Why not? Oh, they get you really wasted. I've been there. I've been yeah. there. You get the bathroom's up. always a wreck. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but. Well, wait till, wait till Rob goes there, man. Forget it. It used to be He'll called the Boogaloo him. Lounge. <laughs> I'll be taking the Browns to the Super Bowl soon. <laughs> <laughs> so the poster inside was an H.R. Geiger design thing called the Penis Landscape. And what's okay. wrong with that? Now, what is nothing. wrong with the, the penis? Whole, look, half the, the world is a penis landscape. It's necessary. Otherwise, the human race will cease to exist. Exactly. <laughs> penis is on. What is wrong with having a penis? Nothing. Okay. So, 
Penis. <laughs> Everyone got quiet. <laughs> Pe- penis landscape. Okay, now it was basically all these dicks in a row, kind of like in the bar here. And <laughs> okay, and and they were all kind of like inside inside a vagina. Yeah. Okay, but they were lined up. You had to look at it from a distance, almost like if you looked at it up close, you didn't see it, right? And then you, you kind of went away, like you're this. Like, you're like motherfucker. It's a dirty oh, photo. And then, oh my and, god. And one of them, and one of them had a condom on. Just one. So he was promoting <laughs> safe sex. So he sex. was promoting safe sex. Right. 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 Think about that. Now I had to. I, when that album came that out. That girl was a dirty whore then. <laughs> that was the whore that you had to be careful. That was the, yes. yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was. Aren't they the best? <laughs> they are the best. So I bought the album when it came out. I need uh, it would training. it would become <laughs> it would become really hard to find this album over the next couple of years in the eighties because of the controversy with this. And what happened was this was the beginning of the PMRC, Parents Music uh. Resource Center. Okay. The Antichrist. The, anti- <laughs> the Antichrist of, of our teenage years when you had oh, senators, wives. They even like pissed Tip- off John Denver. That's right. If you pissed off John Denver. I know. I know. I know. John Don't Denver was even against country it. Roll. Take yep. me home. Yep. Oh, did, yep. He, did he take the country roll home where he <laughs> landed that plane and the side of the mountain? He landed, yeah. <laughs> when you fly experimental planes <laughs> and you have no license to do it and he probably should have flew oh, like yeah. a sop with camel yeah. at least yeah. that was like tried and true and snoopy fluid you know what happened to him. he actually went through the window and actually the propeller of the plane was that chopping up that's chopping what up. happened yeah. to him it wasn't just like just a, a catch 22 yeah he right to the thing so it was like instant boom you know Art Garfunkel was in that? Catch-22? Yes. He calls himself Arthur Garfunkel. Uh, Arthur Garfunkel. Like, you, get, you can't tell it's him. Anyway. Uh, uh, anyway. Parents Music Resource so Center. For uh, all who forgot, or you, know, you youngins out there that don't know shit, the Parents Music Resource Center was this group of senators' wives and other people. Uh, Tipper Gore. Democrats. Uh, uh, yes. Al, <laughs> Al Gore's former wife. Tipper. That had nothing better to that do. That had nothing better to do. They got divorced because he was getting happy endings. Don't remember that? Really? Al Gore and, and, and Tipper got divorced a few years ago because he got caught getting happy endings all the time. Happy ending massages. Who knows what else? So, uh, t- Tipper was, was, you know, uh, in charge of this group. There was a few others. And they, they, they are, their thing was like, we're going we're gonna to put labels on albums because we're concerned about what might be considered offensive and a lot of artists were up in arms about this it was like yeah, fuck you don't tell stupid. us what's offensive yeah all right john denver d schneider i mean it was a cro- right it was all Frank across Zappa. different genres Frank john denver d schneider uh you know went in front of a a, a panel yes gave a great Congress. speech yeah and they went after the dead kennedys with this and the reason it really happened was because the there was a girl, a teenage girl, I think she was about 15, 16, about my age at the time, pretty she much. Was, and she went to bo- funk? She, no, 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 she bought Frank and Christ. Holy shit. Okay. And it, it had the poster inside, and her mother flipped out and started writing letters to the California Attorney General. And they basically decided to run with this. Um, they charged the band with distribution of harmful matter to minors. Okay. 
which I don't know. I mean, it's some it's some how, kind of violation. How of, can of you the charge California. somebody when you had you put it out? People knew this record album was going to come. It well, was that, it was approved by the label. The, it was approved. That's the argument. Like if I saw something that said the Dead Kennedys and the cover had Jesus on a cross with dollar signs, I'd say. Hmm. Maybe this well, isn't like the Mormon Tabernacle choir. No, I mean, the album cover, just to, to, to a little side note here, the album cover of Frank and Christ itself was controversial because it had pictures of old guys that were driving these little miniature cars oh, with, fe, with Fez hats. They were Shriners. Now, no one gives a fuck about the Shriners <laughs> today, 30 years later, but 30, 40, 50 years ago, the Shriners were like a big group almost like uh the rotary club or something like that so they actually sued the band too okay <laughs> they actually sued the band unsuccessfully i believe i don't think anything ever happened they were at they, Leonard skinner asking for money that's what they do now yeah, i didn't even know they, they were now. still so around so, so wow much for that. but they this was a misdemeanor charge that they they leveled on on the dead candidates I, and I it would face that. it would face a, a year in jail or possibly fines thousands of dollars in fines now, at this time, uh, Jello Biafra was, was saying that, listen, they're picking on certain bands with the PMRC. We're the, we're the boogeyman, okay? And the government actually ransacked his house, okay, searching for shit. He says. I, I, I don't know. I'm assuming it's true, okay? Uh, they were searching. I'm, uh, I don't know what they could have been looking for, but they, they were uh, looking for things well, that's to nail him Well, that's because once they had something, they could get a warrant and then go in. Yeah. And then, I guess it was the FBI. And then they try to find if you got something wrong. If we don't get you for this, we'll hang you on this. Right. Maybe they were looking so. for child porn or I'm something right. like Maybe that. Maybe they were looking for drugs. Drugs. Yeah, something. Good okay. cocaine. Yeah. Now, the prosecution tried to show, when, it's, when this went to trial, they tried to show the jury... In an isolated session, the poster, but the judge wouldn't allow it. They said you have to, you have to take it with the music. Yes. In other words, it wasn't a separate <clears throat> session just to say, "Hey, they put this poster out here." It was like, no, they had an album, there was a record, there was music inside, and then there was a poster there too. So that that worked in favor for them. I think had they shown that poster to the jury. And said, you know, that, you know, this is an offensive thing. It might have gone a different way. I don't know. Uh, but they were also at the time trying to nail the owner of uh, Morden Records named Ruth Schwartz and the distributor named Steve Boudreau with, with, with the same kind of charge because they distributed the records. Yes. I mean, that's crazy. Well, what happened with that was they made a deal yeah. that they would pull every Dead Kennedys album, not just that one. Right. Every Dead Kennedys album would be pulled from distribution and their record stores. So basically, here you go. Now you make you were ending you were ending the band right there. Basically, not letting allow anybody to hear the music. And they went after the guy who actually manufactured the record. And right. That was he dropped. has he has nothing to do. So, so those charges would all be dropped in the end. And basically, in August 1987, it just came down to Jello Biafra and Michael Bonanno, who was the Alternative Tentacles label manager. It would come down to a hung jury, okay, uh, seven to five in favor of acquittal. They tried to, the prosecution tried to uh, readmit the case again, and the judge said no. So that was the end of it there. And that's a stupid question. Yeah. Ain't that protected under the freedom of speech? Well, that's what they were saying. Well, that's yeah. really what it comes that's down to. That's what it comes down to. Speech, artistic yeah. expression. Yeah. And, uh, now, say, you know, 
that was a, a, a win of the battle, yeah. okay, for freedom of speech right there for the dead Kennedys. It would, I think it would, it would really destroy the band in a lot of ways. They, they kind of like, well, the sacrificial lamb of all that. But the PMRC would continue on, and they actually were successful of getting labels now. Which uh, everyone uh, immediately went out and bought the right, records. Right, right, right. I can remember in the late eighties <laughs> when they started doing that. If 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 an album had a, a label on it, you were definitely curious. You were wondering what the fuck it was. If you didn't buy it, you at least checked it out. You know, Motley Crue. They went after yeah, heavy they, metal. Yeah, they, they went after metal, which is why you had guys like D. Snyder and you know all that. Uh, isn't that when they were going after Ozzy? Like yeah, well, he went after right. Ozzy had that one case against him. That wasn't a PMRC thing. But that was still the whole topic. They were just making stuff up. This is, again, this is bad prosecution. It's political prosecution. The interesting thing is, after that case was settled, yeah, it was thrown out. The girl who's fourteen said she really wasn't that affected by the album, and the mother said, "Look, I just wrote a letter. I didn't think it was going to go this far." Right now, I don't know if that's just because they lost, or if it was just like somebody just latching on to this. Hey, I could make. You know, a name for myself. I could become a big prosecutor. I'm going to, you know, be the moral authority. Right. Which is completely hypocritical. Total, and total bullshit. Law. Total bullshit. Um, years later, Jello Biafro and Tipper Gore would go on the Oprah show. Yes. And, and discuss the whole case. You can see that on YouTube. Yes. It's very interesting. Um, January 1986, though, the band uh, would make a conscious decision to break up. They all wanted to go in different directions. Jello wanted to do his own solo stuff. Um, but they were going to put out one last album, and it would be called Bedtime for Democracy. It's a good album. All right, You have uh, songs like Chicken Shit Conformist, uh, Cesspools in, e- in Eden. They were talking about toxic waste dumps and, and all that in that song. Um, and one thing I want to talk about, because, it, you know, in, our, in, in me and you's discussion about this over the, le- next, the last few days, we were talking about the Dead Kennedys a lot. Um, I think we were at that same show, or, or yes. close, okay? April 26th and 27th, they played The World in New York City, which was, uh, was part of the Rock Hotel Majestically promotion. Majestically set on 2nd Avenue, when they still had a lot of bums there. Well, no, 2nd second, second Street. Oh, was 2nd Second Street, Street oh, and Avenue C. Oh, I know Street. I took the F train and got off at 2nd Yeah, you got off at 2nd Avenue. That's Avenue. why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and the, 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 world was a, the world was a great <laughs> club. I've mentioned it a few times on this yeah. show. Uh, I saw Tin Machine there with Bowie. A lot of blonde, uh, Debbie Harry I saw there solo once or twice. Uh, it, was, it was a great venue. Yeah. Um, but in April 26th and 27th of, the, of uh, 1985, they would play the world. Now, I remember with my fake ID getting in there. Right. <laughs> Which, you know, I got on 42nd Street. You were older than me. You got in there for I just, legally. Yeah, you yeah, just, you just got in. Actually legal. You actually I think it was, was legal for a little while because they raised the drinking age. To 19? To 19. To 19. And then, after, then it went 21. to 21. But at that yeah. point, I was so well established in the bars that they just let me Yeah, in. they didn't care. They didn't care. <laughs> but what I remember about that show the most is I don't think they did California Uber rallies. I remember being disappointed with that. Uh, but they did a lot off of Frank and Christ. It was like uh, Jacarama, MTV. I think they started with like MTV Get Off the Air. And one thing I got to mention too is, is MTV during the time of the, the trial, okay, they were covering it fairly regularly with updates. But there's a song on Frank and Christ called MTV Get Off the Air. <laughs> so, you know, that was like, you know, funny, you know, hypocritical thing, you know. 
Um, Maybe they knew they should get off the air. Nah. Did they show MTV, music videos it, anymore? It, it, well, not, not now, but in, in 85 and 86, they ruled the world. Come on. Yeah, that's you know true. They, you know they did. They made Duran Duran what they are. Yeah. Listen, compared to the music of today, I'll take Duran Duran. Oh, yeah. honestly, yes. I have to agree I, I, with that. I, I, I they will. are good songs. Duran Duran. I said, I said compared, compared, to, compared to a lot of music. They were, they, they were a great band. Rio? They were pop, pop for the music. Hungry Like a Wolf. Hungry Like a Wolf. Planet Earth. That's yeah, a great girls song on film. about the moon landing. Girls on film. Girls, girls on, on film. Girls on film. That video was hot, man. <laughs> oh, I think I spanked it a couple of times in that video. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Simon LeBond going. Simon LeBond. No, I didn't spank to him. I spanked to the girls in the video. No, but I mean, you know, he was going out in the ship looking for chicks. He was out cruising for chicks yeah, on exactly. his boat. Exactly. Please. I, didn't he almost drown on a yacht at Capsize? He did. I think he almost did. Yeah, yeah. there was an accident with that. Okay, so let's do the album of the week. And I'm actually going to do two. Okay? It's going to be a special. It's going to be Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables and Frankenchrist. Fresh Fruit for, for Rotting Vegetables, everybody can find it. You can get it. It's a great album. I think if you buy it now, there's like a couple extra tracks on the CD. Uh, but I'm going to give you some homework. Go on eBay and look for Frankenchrist. Get it with the poster inside. Punk rock, man. All right. I mean, if you could find that, I, I have it. Okay, but it, it's hard to find. Yeah. Find it on vinyl with the poster still inside. It's got to be a couple hundred dollars, easily. Right I think there. if you go to garage sales, you might get lucky. Or Maybe. Or some of these, like like the punk, like the stores. punk rock flea market yeah. that they have in Trenton. No, uh, I didn't even get a pick of it. Well, if you'll find it though. You probably have no problem finding it. I, I mean, know. they charge me forty dollars for a Mr. Ed album. But it's great, though. But you paid <laughs> for it. I was there when you bought that. I know, but isn't it a great yeah. album? I mean, how it did is. you turn down no. Mr. Ed? Mr. Ed fucking... A talking horse. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's... He sings the blues. <laughs> <laughs> sings about the glue factory. <laughs> okay, so that's our Dead Kennedy story. I want to talk about... But what, what was the other album? So you had two albums. No, uh, Fresh Fruit for Rotting oh, Vegetables. Okay. The first album is just amazing. Well, that's the iconic album. That's, yeah. the, that's got everything yeah. on it. I mean, if you're going to be a, a casual DK fan, you know, yeah. that, that's what you get. But look for that Frankenchrist. Or if you could find the poster even, maybe somebody's selling it on eBay, pick it up. It's nice and offensive. Put it on the wall. Piss your mother off. You know, that's, <laughs> a, that's the problem today. It's like nobody's pissing their parents off every, anymore. You, you know because they live with their parents until they're 35. So, so they need them until they're 40. Right. That's you want to hear something funny? Yeah, that's true. That's you true. know what got Soupy Snail out of out of out of TV? Yeah, like the dollar. What he told kids? Why don't send you go to your, send me a dollar? Yeah. He went, Why I don't mean, you go with your parents that sleep in there? Send me a dollar no, for he, he said, go into your mother's pocketbook. Yeah, and, and get a dollar out of her purse. Right. I think he was drunk though when he said that, right? I think he did a lot of that show drunk. If you ever, <laughs> if you ever, uh, yeah. I mean, those guys. And this was like considered like a kid show. It was a yeah. kid show. It was clowns and everything. Didn't they play a practical joke on him where he opened? the door and it was like a naked girl yes. and she couldn't see it from the TV and yeah. he's like you could see she's like oh my yeah. god yeah. <laughs> I don't you know what's you funny know. is that you could see some of those shows on YouTube I don't think it's ever been a, released officially Soupy Sales I don't know Channel 11 used to show that as reruns on Channel ago, 11 I remember that and it was crazy it was you know um, I want to talk about a show that I went to last Sunday uh, I've been hyping this band for few years now uh sunday night last week at brooklyn bazaar me and sandy went to go see daddy daddy long legs yeah i can't rave more about this band 
All right, they are fucking amazing. They're just like a roots rock and roll band, three piece. They don't have a bass player. Okay, it's guitar, drums, and they got a guy named Brian Hurd on vocals that also plays harp harmonica. Okay, if you don't know what that is, um, amazing fucking show. I mean, they're everything that you want to see in a rock show. High energy. Uh, you know, fantastic fucking songs. We're hitting waves. The um, ship's moving. <laughs> oh, you're getting lumped up. Oh, shit. Well, what do you want, your third Bloody Mary, you motherfucker? These are fantastic I know. Bloody Marys. Yes, yes. All needs is like an egg and like you, a you know, I, cheese. I, I wonder how many of our listeners forget that we're getting drunk while we're doing this yeah. shit. <laughs> I mean, Remember, said, every yeah. revolution was started in a tavern. There you go. That's right. Didn't fucking Hitler walk into yeah. a fucking drunken bar yeah, and start talking? Beer hall? That was that big, the Bergen Hall, whatever uh, something. Bavarian Hall. You, fucking, yeah. you yeah. fucking get a bunch oh of fucking, hey. you get a bunch of German people with fucking those steins drinking that shit. And the leader. Somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to die. What's kinkier than leather shorts? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. He did leader, use the word. House. He did use the word Uber a lot. Uber, Huda, Uber. Well, <laughs> California Uber rallies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what it's they funny got how that from. Uber uses Uber. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, surprised why, people why aren't offended by that. Since they're offended by fucking goddamn everything now. Maybe Uber. Is actually we could talk about this in conspiracy. Maybe yeah. maybe Uber is like leftover Nazis. <laughs> are these the ones that are in Antarctica? Yeah. part of Google. Right, right. The with the space shuttle, the UFO, the flying saucer base, and they go to the moon on the dark side <laughs> where they got the other one. So, Daddy Longlegs, you saw da- the Daddy Longlegs. Okay, now Brian, the the lead singer, comes out in the audience. He's jumping around with everybody in, in front of the stage. Nice guy. I was talking to him a little bit before the show. Um, they're just a great band. Um, I also, that night, they, they, there was a band called um, the Brooklyn Bluebirds. And the they, Bluebirds? Bluebirds. Bluebirds. Okay. And they not were, the Blue they, Balls? Not the Blue uh, Balls. Yeah. You got Blue Balls. <laughs> Bluebirds. And they were straight up doo-wop. But... They had a bass player that was a transvestite, okay, and some of these guys are definitely, I don't know, Maybe whatever. it was just an ugly but, chick. No, it was a dude in the wig. You could tell? Yeah, it looked How'd like... How'd you know? Because it looked Did like... Did you go gay, in the bathroom with Because they had hairy legs. <laughs> some chicks don't shave their <laughs> no, legs. No, this was a dude. Pits. Trust me. You sure? I looked she at, was French. I looked at the Adam, Adam's apple. I knew, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she got an Adam's apple implant. Implant, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> okay. This is a fucking, fucking lumped up Speaking episode of, of the French, Rock Show. Though, what is Jellabeoff his real name? Eric Boudin. Reed Bouchard. Or so something isn't that like French? That. He could be Creole of some kind. Co- yeah. I don't know. He's from Co- Colorado, isn't he? So, yes, he's yeah. from Colorado. Yeah. 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 He, you know, th- there was one. I remember watching in the, uh, the Ramones documentary, End of the Century. And he talks about how he went to see them in, 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 in Denver, I guess it was, or somewhere. And. You know, it was like him and like five other people. <laughs> you know, it was in the audience or something. Yeah. He thought they were the greatest fucking thing. That's cool. But um, this band, Brooklyn Bluebirds, I, I, if you have a chance to see them, they're, they're, it's like 10 guys on stage. They do doo-wop. And they, it's all covers. It's all old doo-wop songs. But they have this like sick twist on it that's just like funny because you have this transvestite bass player. Some of these dudes in the band are like 
definitely gay, which is doesn't matter to me, but it's just hilarious. <laughs> okay, they're kind of like a mix of like do up and the New York Dolls or something. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> but I but I fucking loved it. Okay, I fucking loved it. I talk, I talked to some of these guys. They they were nice, you know. It was cool. Um, I'm sure they were. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You ever oh see Black God. Fag? No. They were black a black flag. flag cover band, but they were all gay. Okay. And I saw them with the Meat Men at Europa, and they were really fucking good. Really? Yeah. 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 Black the, Fag. Black Fag. Do they still play the around? Band. I never heard of them. This had to be like maybe eight years ago I saw them. Yeah. How long's Europa been closed? Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. Yeah, so, it's been a long time. But that yeah. was actually a great show. And the singer kind of looks a little bit like uh, uh, Dave Anian. Okay, and he comes band. out. He does yeah. like a whole damn thing, and uh, now, but they were actually really good. And they, were, to, they were hilarious. I have to I have to talk about a band just for a second. Okay, that me and you saw about a year and a half ago. Max Sabbath. Oh yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Me, me, you me, like me, McDonald's? And yes. You like Black Sabbath? Put them together. Just think of it. Just go see. This think band. of the possibilities. Okay, I'm always Live I'm always fantasy. hyping this band. The, Ronald McDonald is Ozzy. Okay, he's the lead singer. Mayo McCheese on guitar. Mayo McCheese. You got Grimace on fucking bass. You got the Hamburglar on on drums, but he wears <laughs> but he wears the fucking uh, Peter Chris whiskers. Yeah. Okay, yeah, on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't the Hamburglar do that too? No, he didn't. No, that was a Peter Chris thing. He added, he added that. Okay. And what, I mean, you were telling me about this band going into it. I only, like, kind of heard of them a little bit. But you, you were saying how great they were. And, but I had no idea that the whole thing was, like, theatrical. Yes. Okay? I mean, they, he, there's a song called, uh, Iron, uh, instead of Iron Man by Black Sabbath, it's Frying Pan. Okay? And, <laughs> and they actually, they actually cook hamburgers on stage with a and little barbecue match. and, like, flip them up in the air and everything. And, you know, there was, like, one part where he was making, like, a, a shake. And he pulled the fucking straw out of his... Ronald McDonald, he pulled the straw, and it just kept coming out like it was 12 feet long. You know, like, like a magic trick, you know? It was, it was fucking hilarious. Go see that band. There's a clip on YouTube of Ozzy yes. seeing yes. Max Sabbath. That's awesome. Look that up. And he loved it. He loved it, right? Well, they're actually very detailed, because the guy they, they is are. supposed to be Tony Oli, he's wearing, like, black nail polish, and he's got the cross on. Like, yeah, it's, it's, Mayor Mc, it's Mayor McCheese Mayor with, like, a, with a cross on. But he's got, yeah. like, like, horns. I, I, I don't... Uh, like, with right, he's got the motorhead. Yeah, it's like it's the evil. motorhead uh, yes. iron boar. Oh, yeah. Horns coming out of a Mayor McCheese mask. Yeah. I don't know how these guys play in these costumes. It's got to be 800 degrees... In what yeah, they're doing, yeah. and 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 they were actually good musicians. It wasn't a joke. It was, I saw really the thing. Good. I saw them produce um, on YouTube. I saw them um, doing um, "I Am Frying Pan." It was it was amazing. Yeah, it was the greatest shit I, I ever know. Seen I know we're getting, we're running out of time soon, yeah. so I'm gonna just bring up a couple of things here. And we got a big big announcement to make. Yeah. All right, uh, was talking to uh, no. Fucking asshole. Okay. <laughs> August 2nd. That's Mr. Asshole. <laughs> That's Mr. Asshole and me, right? August 2nd, uh, Audriana, her band is playing Broken Time Machine over at the Red Room. Go see them. They're great. Uh, we had her on a couple weeks ago in the Patty Smith episode. Go back and watch that if you haven't seen it. And we're going to drop this big announcement right now. You ready, Rob? Yep. Okay. Tomorrow, we are doing an interview with 
original Misfits guitarist Bobby Steele. Uh, Bobby was in the Misfits from 78 to 1980. Since then, he's been in the Undead. So about 35 years he's been in that band. Great band. He's a great guy. Him and his wife Diana invited us out to the boat that they now own and live on. We're going to talk about that. Um, We're going out there tomorrow afternoon to interview them. We will be showing that probably within the next week i guess we'll have it up uh this will probably be at least an hour long video yeah uh we're gonna talk about what they're up to and give a little history on bobby uh he's a very interesting guy nice guy uh they're good people you guys are all gonna love it um i also that this will probably be like a special episode probably gonna put it in like a few days it's not gonna be because um next sunday we are definitely going to talk about the specials okay We'll do so a next show. week's yep. show is about the special, yep. and I also want to do the jam. Ghost, Ghost Town. I love that song. I don't know if we should do like the jams and the special together, or we do the special this week and then the jam. The and then jam has the jam have a lot of songs, yeah. and if you're gonna do a show, you probably got to do a whole show. All right, so we're gonna do the special and then the jam, the jam, and I think by then we will be on our to the 25th um, episode will be our David Bowie two parter. Yeah. Definitely two parter on Bowie, maybe twenty fourth, twenty fifth, like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so stay tuned for that Bobby Steele interview. It's a big, big thing. I mean, the Misfits just announced that they're playing the Garden. Now, unfortunately, Bobby is not part of that. Uh, there's the a Damned lot of, are playing. The though. Damned are playing. Uh, if there's any reason to go, go see the Damned. Yeah, at the don't garden. go see Rancid there, Joe. That's, that's not punk rock. Nah, 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 I'm nah. actually. Um, I'm, 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 I think I'm, I'm, I one or two. I'm already. Okay, so uh, they do. I call Budweiser. I'm trying to get some tickets so we can get in the Budweiser suite and maybe go to that show Ooh. on October 19. Now, now, Jerry, I got you Ooh. here. Okay, uh, Jerry Smiley is here, and up, there's man? a show coming up at Forest Hills with Elvis Costello and Blondie. That's correct. Okay, I know you, you, you're involved with that a little bit. Uh, that's a show I want to mention. Was it the 24th, I think? Yeah. Okay, um, coming up to this week. Okay. This week? Oh, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. I, don't, I think there's tickets still available, so check it out. That's kind of a unique kind of show. I was Costello and Blondie. That's it. That's it. Yep. And remember, people, don't, don't get, get drunk. drunk. Get, Get lumped up. up. Oh, thank you, George. Oh, thank you. That was my <laughs> way. Thank you for inviting me. 